0: Welcome to this, sick. I am Sam Valentine, and this week I'm being joined by my brother from another mother in another continent, in another country itself, John McMahon, a.k.a. This is Lost. What up? And today we're going to be talking about industry fuckery. I think that's a good name for the episode, too, just industry fuckery as a whole.
1: Industry incest, Yeah.
0: Yeah, because these these fuckers right now with the the launch of a new console generation coming out, and uh, what you know, what price is it? What like there is there's no news on that. Everyone's like kind of like, do we put our prices of games up? Do we not? Like,
1: well, do so we know much... do we know what the price of the Xbox is going to be? Not yet. So nobody knows, and it's this constant thing where Sony and Microsoft have been looking at each other to see what the other going to do because at this point. Look, there's been so much bullshit attached to the COVID-19 pandemic, which I know we don't really want to talk about the epidemic too much, and we won't, but it's it has had a profound impact on industry, even big industry like uh, the video game industry. So, uh, you know, Sony's had issues dealing with that. Microsoft has had issues dealing with that, and they're both trying to recoup losses, and they want to make these consoles... Uh, a fair price to compete with each other but at the same time it's it's looking like uh, they're both going to have to sell them for a loss at this point and they're both looking at each other to see what they're going to fucking do it's this weird stalemate
0: yeah I mean history will show that Microsoft's probably going to be a bit cheaper Um, they seem to have they they seem to always undercut and I think that might be why Sony have been waiting and waiting and waiting because Sony have got like fully announced titles now like you know your favorite john bug snacks
1: that's my absolute favorite i can't wait so for the game. you know
0: the, the obligatory bullshit first game of a generation bug snacks you can't wait right. for it a bit like you know xbox with their rise son of rome which was just the piece of shit <laughs> that they, they, they just put the, yeah. they pump these new ips out at the beginning of a gen and they never work um but looking at looking at the like from just from a news standpoint we are still in a position where nobody knows anything like You've got Amazon sitting there like going, we've got it listed, but you can't pre-order it because we have no fucking price. Like,
1: yeah. And- you have uh, the limited pre-orders that are going to happen with, uh, what do you call it? Sony with yeah. uh, PlayStation 5, which is weird. When you first described it to me, I thought it was a thing where only certain people were going to get them. And now they've announced that it's going to be on a first come first serve basis, but it's just going to be a small, tiny limited pre-order release of the console and then they're going to roll out the rest of that console but they've only uh they only plan to manufacture about five or six million of the things uh for reference in 2013 when sony uh released the playstation 4 for the first time it was about 7.5 million sold and more of more than that were made yeah
0: and and the other thing with it is is they the original news, like I said to you, was like people were going to be invited to get the console. And oh, that's
1: what it was. Okay.
0: Yeah, but uh, that's still kind of partly true. Like getting yourself onto this direct via Sony pre order list is apparently a pain in the ass and a hassle. Right. And it, it's not. It's not like just getting a console. Is it's like buying a fucking car. You know, like you have to prove who you are. You have to. You have to go through these steps to get to it. And so, people so.
1: Who are the are like, people that are pre-approved or who can get into this? It could be anybody, or is it like members I, of the press? Or
0: I think members of the press that have been favorable to Sony are definitely going to get okayed for it. Um, I don't know if you're aware of a uh, YouTuber, the G- Jimquisition, Jim Sterling. He's applied, oh, yeah. but he, he he's basically um, said to me in conversation that he will not be getting one because he doesn't fucking take the industry bullshit like you know he, he's willing right. to fucking and, and him willing to speak out knows they're gonna fucking say no right you know and it happens with him already you know this is a guy with like a million uh, followers on YouTube and sometimes he doesn't even get sent review copies for games
1: right it usually tends to be the guys who have usually favorable things to say get those early review copies or they get to they get on this special list of people who get to demo the console before it officially releases yeah it's a reciprocity thing you scratch my back I'll scratch yours and as you mentioned with
0: the covid situation and with like you know how many games have just been delayed this year as a result of that is is outstanding you know but pretty much every game, that has even released, has been delayed in some aspect, which doesn't normally happen. Like normally you will get, you know, especially with Square Enix, you're definitely getting delays, but you don't get the number of delays of like other random titles that are just like, oh yeah, this is going back a month and this one's going back a month and that <laughs> one's going to, you know, like everything is like, um it's, it's Cyberpunk has been part of a game. Yeah. There's, there's two delays on Cyberpunk. And I know The Witcher 3 was delayed quite a bit as well itself. And we know what's the blame. We know that is the blame it kind of feels to me and i I don't know how you feel about this and if if you agree with me that maybe this year is not the year to release this generation
1: no i completely agree because if you just take what you just said logically without knowing anything else about the situation games are being delayed most games are being delayed halo is delayed just because it didn't look that fucking good it really didn't games are being delayed yet the consoles are being rushed out what sense does that make to give you a little bit of added context, um, when the whole COVID-19 thing first started happening and uh, Sony wanted to send their engineers from Tokyo to China to oversee the final stages of uh, the uh, you know prototype production of the PlayStation 5s and then start rolling them out, they couldn't even fucking get there to oversee things. So you're going to have these games that are delayed to the point where they're near perfect or perfection, but you're going to have consoles that are going to launch with bugs. Just wait. I know everybody wants to... And that goes back to the stalemate we were talking about, like Sony and Microsoft looking at each other to see what the other is going to do. Sony won't back down if Microsoft doesn't push their console back and vice versa. So it becomes this thing like... Are we both, are we all just going to rush to get out some shit product just so we get it in around Christmas time where we think everybody's going to spend the money or can we just wait a year?
0: I you know, and I think wait even not even a year, six months, you know, fuck it, release right. it, release it at the end of next summer, because when summer ends, you know, you get to, you get to October, it's almost the time you would release anyway, you release sometime in November, or maybe you release it in September of next year. It just it, there's something that doesn't add up with it, and I've noticed with both Microsoft and and Sony, they are just relying on the standard AAA games to come out when they do like Assassin's Creed to help mm-hmm. them sell a new to help them sell these consoles. But what, what why does Assassin's Creed make me want to buy one or the other? Like where's the where's the the incentive to pick up a PS4 over an Xbox or vice versa?
1: Right, well. I'll tell you what, you don't have much incentive right now if you wanted to pick a PS5 or over an Xbox, or if you wanted to pick an Xbox over a PS5, because both reveals were kind of dog shit.
0: Yeah. And, and I wonder, again, is that a COVID thing that because they're doing it digitally, they're not putting as much effort into it? Or do they literally not have that much to display?
1: Well, uh, I mean, we've talked about this before, like these consoles don't even tend to come into their own, really, especially in terms of exclusives until later in the console's lifespan. So, I mean, this isn't a huge surprise, but it's definitely compounded by the COVID thing, for sure, that they don't have anything. I I, I think they legitimately do not have anything that is presentable at present
0: and and part of me wonders if this is why we are hearing this like bullshit going on between Microsoft and Sony over this Square Enix Avengers Spider-Man being exclusive to Sony if this mm-hmm. is just part if this is just an, ex, an extension of this oncoming console release that they're trying to do whatever they can now in other ways to undermine the other so that they can get an advantage on a console that that we know nothing about. So we know everything about Avengers. I mean, it's out like now or in the next couple of days, right? The debate has been around. Like We know what the game is about. We know that Spider-Man is exclusive to Sony. We know that it's going to also have an upscaled PS5 version with Spider-Man as well. Is this just Sony trying to bank as many players currently in their camp so that when they release it, they can get those people to just port over and shift over
1: well you're going to have to elucidate me a little bit on what's going on with the event uh, the Marvel Avengers situation
0: so I played a little bit of the open beta um, I was not impressed with the game I found it kind of boring I played probably about 30 minutes and was like you know what I've, I've played this shit before This, this yeah. I've, I've played this superhero smash stuff, up, stuff before like yeah oh they level up but you know they did that in Marvel Ultimate Alliance and obviously, right. this is a, this is a very different game. It plays very differently to that. It plays. Actually, I think I prefer Ultimate Alliance with the RPG kind of elements and stuff. But what has happened is Sony have pulled some sort of like people going. It's nothing to do with the movie rights. Well, why is it Spider Man? You know, there's obviously some thing that's happened here. Sony have got Square Enix to make Spider Man, who's probably the number one Marvel hero of all time, is fucking Spider Man exclusive too the PS4 version and the PlayStation version. And Microsoft, there's rumors that Microsoft are trying to get someone on their own, like Black Panther or something. Like They're looking for someone that's exclusive to them. And that instantly just pisses me off because it means not that I want to play the game after playing the beta and I'm not interested in it. But if I was really interested in playing a fucking Avengers game and I wanted all the Avengers cast that you see in the comics and you see in the movies, what you're telling me is, Depending on what console I have, I can't have all the characters.
1: Yeah, it's not so. It's not quite the uh, Soul Caliber Two situation where you would have uh, Heiichi uh, if you were playing PlayStation, or you'd have Spawn on Xbox, or you'd have a Link uh, if you played the GameCube version. Because there's not. those characters are not a part of the previously established roster of soul caliber characters but if you are a big comic book nerd and you really just want a game where you could sink your teeth into it and see the whole cast i can't even blame sony or microsoft either way because it really is warfare and it's going to get as petty as it has to be but it is fucking petty i will say though just to talk about that point that you made it was kind of a throwaway point but if If Microsoft wanted to grab Black Panther, that would be like the one thing I feel like at present could really compete with Sony's Spider-Man version of the Marvel Avengers game. Just because he unfortunately recently passed away uh, and has in current times been a very prolific character culturally and in the popular culture and racially. Well, and, and especially with the political climate in the
0: world right now as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Black Panther is a symbol of the entire BLM movement, as ridiculous as some people might say that is. So, you know, because people will say it's ridiculous. It's a fucking comic book character, and that's a symbol. But if you've, if you've seen the film, I don't know if you've seen
1: Black Panther. Like, black Panther, I saw it.
0: It's a film that has black people doing fucking well for themselves in their own society, where they're scientists and kings. and Like, we don't see that ever. Like ever yeah. see
1: that you know like, well the man's name is black panther and you know yeah. about the black panther movement in the states exactly so like
0: we we can see that like i get why that's a big cultural fucking relevance i get why people will see that as a symbol of strength for their people because mm. especially in america because you know and, and without getting into the woods are on fucking race relations because it's really not what this episode's about but especially right. in america where you know black people in america um their ties to their homeland were cut you know Mm -hmm. like so this is like a new story of which they can have that is theirs because they had their, their ties cut from their homeland because they were fucking kidnapped and dragged halfway across the fucking world so i i understand as pathetic as some people say seeing black panther as a symbol is i i get it
1: i wouldn't say it's pathetic at all i mean but
0: you know it's it's it's, it's, it's the same shit like people go fuck me you get all your morals from harry potter it's the same line as that that's used with black panther you know like oh it's just a fucking movie like you take your morals from a movie but half these motherfuckers saying that will quote fight club to you in a fucking heartbeat you know
1: like (laughs) you no, you just met him at a weird time in his life sam in the benefit of a doubt
0: And to think that film is literally about a guy who's a simp, like, you know, he couldn't ask the the chick out. So he invented a new self.
1: Right. It is. But to be fair (laughs) to him, he's also schizophrenic. And when he goes into his other mode, he fucks the dog shit out of her. But he himself is a piece of shit. He's a simp. He's he's a piece of dirt. He's nobody. Yeah. But yeah, like, so back to, back to Avengers
0: <laughs> and, 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 you know, who's going to get exclusive what? I mean, maybe Black Panther's just in the standard game, but I know it was rumored that they were looking for their own one. I don't know the full lineup because to yeah. be honest, I saw the character models and the character models look like dog shit like they literally look like off-brand versions of the it's like you looked at them and went yeah. i'm gonna buy these from fucking dollar tree it like, wasn't
1: you know like, <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't square enix's best but i heard the game itself and you you actually played the beta so you'll have to tell me but i heard the ge- i've heard horror stories about how this game actually plays sometimes it doesn't work and then when it does work it's just not a well-designed game at all
0: yeah like when you fight things sometimes you just straight up miss what you're aiming at like it, it's, it, it's a it, yeah and, and at first I didn't really I didn't think about the bugs in it I was just like oh I missed like I did something wrong like I right. I fucked up when I started reading what everyone else was saying about it, I was like, oh, yeah. no, no, this is a problem with the game. It's not a problem with me. Well, this it, is a problem that everyone's fucking having.
1: Well, it's it gets back to that uh, Final Fantasy VII remake territory where it's, it's this split between an action game and a game that has role-playing game and statistical elements. So where you should have 100% totally hit something, you just didn't. And yeah. vice versa, where something should not have hit you, it did because the enemy already had targeted you and started casting its spell before you got out of the way or something like that. Some bullshit yeah. like that.
0: It's just stuff that should have been before release. This should be tidied up. You know, it's that mm-hmm. stuff. But the other, you know, really egregious thing with this game is the, and, and people like, well, let's name drop a, a friend of ours, Lavar. like we'll go, but it's only cosmetic DLC. It's still fucking bullshit. Microtransaction.
1: Mm. fuckery
0: and the game is full of it not only is the game full of it there's also corporate dlc where if you're on verizon you'll get a fucking verizon colored costume for iron man
1: right (laughs) just (laughs) because
0: if you shop at walmart and you spend over 50 dollars you get a fucking walmart t-shirt for spider-man to wear you know if you buy fucking reese's pieces you get a brown costume for the hulk like you know, the whole yeah, looks but- like a piece of shit with peanut butter dripping off him. like. It's, <laughs> and and, it, and we're not talking about, oh, this is like, um, you know, like buy a Butterfinger and get some jewelry type right, shit. That, right, that right, right, right. A I promotional had.
1: thing. That, that, this is that's, something that's promotional. This is
0: something that's going to continue throughout the entire but fucking it, game. But you can't
1: even blame these. You cannot blame these corporations. Look, corporations exist solely to make more money. That is it. And these microtransactions, this new era that we have to all live through simultaneously, is incredibly lucrative for them, and especially at a time where they have to recoup losses. Don't forget that. Like we yeah, were talking about you know, with the COVID thing, it's not going to stop. They don't exist for us and for our love of the games. They exist to make money. And you can't even, because that's the animal that they are, you can't even blame them for that. I, I at the same time, you don't have to be happy with it. I
0: don't blame him for it, like for wanting to make money. Of course they want to make money, but so many people are willing to suck on the dick and say, yeah, but like you don't have to buy them. They are optional. Well, you tell the fucking kid who's like 10 years old who goes to school and all his yeah. mates are like, you can't afford fucking skins in your game. Right. It's bullied to shit. So now he goes through mum's purse so he can run off and buy a fucking Verizon <laughs> fucking SIM card so he can get some free shit so he doesn't look like the poor cunt you can't afford anything you know like right. these the, these tactics in video games are incredibly incredibly predatory every study that's been done on microtransactions say they act uh in your body and in your brain the same way that gambling does it hits mm. all the same receptors uh, it has the same marketing the same tools like fuck me 2k even have a literal a literal fucking one arm bandit fucking slot machine that you pull to get your fucking things out right like they, they, well, they, they've they targeted gambling at, at games that fucking children are playing and, and people want to sit there and go it's okay
1: right it's the same reason why in the states years and years ago uh, ads for cigarettes containing cartoon characters were banned Joe Camel was no longer from camel C- cigarettes was no longer allowed to be a cartoon camel because it targeted kids and it targeted kids with this like you said predatorial and highly addictive thing that that it will try to sell them that remains with them for the rest of your life. I gamble personally uh, at casinos that I can only enter when I'm 21, and I only ever do it when I'm fucking hammered because, as you know, being drunk lessens your inhibitions. So then you uh, attack an age group with a form of gambling that has no inhibitions, 10 and 11-year-old kids playing fucking uh fortnight or this and that trying to get a loot box or a loot crate i don't even know what the fuck these kids are buying but it, they have no uh, capacity to limit themselves whatsoever so in your situation i don't know if uh in well you're not a part of the uk exactly but i don't know if where you are any kind of measures have been taken to stop this no, no gambling sir. stuff
0: Where I am in in Guernsey, there are such loose gambling laws that most of the online gambling companies um, in Europe operate out of Guernsey so they can avoid these laws.
1: Mm. Because Guernsey is an area, like you guys even allow piracy. It's kind of a neutral...
0: Yeah, the, it, it, we're not in the EU, we're not part of the UK, um, we're technically a member of the British Isles, even though mm-hmm. we're literally, like, closer to France than we are to the UK, right. and there are the laws here, but then, also with that, there's no disability law, like, you, you can you can fire someone and go, fuck off, you're a cripple, and I'm firing you, <gasps> like, you, you can fucking do that, right, like, no one can sit there and say, you can't fire them for that reason, <laughs> you can, you know? yeah. Its so like so while there are pros to it, there are cons to it, like you can fire someone for being gay, whatever the fuck you want like there's there's right. literally no law. Um, you might get held up in the court of public opinion for doing it, so people tend not to, but legally, they can do whatever the fuck they want.
1: All right, so are we angry at the current microtransaction climate because it is predatorial and it takes advantage of children or because we're mad at it? Because we are fans of these properties and don't want to see them milked into oblivion for money. Um,
0: a, a mix of both, right? Like, l- l- I don't have any kids, but like, I see my nephew. Like, he, he recently there's a funny story that you might actually find interesting. He recently mm-hmm. ad- added me. He's got a he's got a chat called Gamer Gang, and he's ad- yeah. he's added he's added me. So I, I've been added to a group with a bunch of ten year olds. Um, so 36 year old right. uncle has been added to a group of 10 year olds and all they're, all, all they're doing is posting pictures of tits to be honest like you know that, that's all the, yeah. that's all they're doing in there and, that's all they uh, do and like, like fucking slagging each other off and calling each other names and posting <laughs> memes and stuff but there are moments where I'm looking at it and they're like oh my god the fucking Hulk skin in Fortnite She-Hulk is out mm. like I, and then they'll go right let's get on and play it and see if we can win it and then when they don't win it one of them's like I'm gonna get my mum to get me uh, a PSN voucher so I can fucking try and get it out of loot boxes like and instantly they're fucking instantly they're moving straight onto that stuff and the way they egg each other on you know, I don't have kids, so I don't really care. But watching him go down that rabbit hole, I'm like, you guys are like addicted to crack here. Like, what I am seeing mm-hmm. is yeah. one of you mentions that this thing is now available, and you all just fucking cream your fucking. Well, they don't do that because they're young, but they all yeah. they all get hyper hyper excited over the 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 thought of being able to go and get this fucking character skin whatever gun like in the games that they play and i and i sit there and think that's not fucking good behavior the other thing i have with it is i'm i'm positive and people might, might tell me i'm wrong and you might disagree with me that games that i used to enjoy um let's take call of duty for example that i used to enjoy are now dog shit because they focus on this bullshit instead of the
1: gameplay mm-hmm. i agree no that is a fact that's not even a point of agreement or disagreement. Because because when they make
0: the game, they don't sit there and go, how can we make the best possible game? They go, how can we make the game that's going to make
1: the most money? Not from sales, from other bullshit we can add because to it. Because it is an avenue that can be taken now. Like, remember, do you remember playing Final Fantasy VII for the first time? I'm sure you do. Yeah. I do as well. Uh, back in that era, games or companies who produce games could only make a game and then put it out and sell it. And that was everything. Now with uh, this unadulterated and unprecedented access to the internet and everything is everything is instant and anytime you try to you can I can go like here's my recent experience with uh, say Epic Games I don't have a problem with Epic Games but I hate the cloud I hate the streaming service aspect I hate that I have to download the Epic Games launcher to play games that I bought on Epic on my computer like I just want the fucking game and now I have to I have to log into the launcher and oh I can't play a game I already bought because it's fucking updating automatically so like, it's, it's, it's this age that we exist in where it's now that avenue has been opened up for... It's like Pandora's I don't know exactly. box. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it's kind of like...
0: Fuck, um, we've opened the box. We've, we've let it's it rather
1: out. Rather than... Uh, what, let's say for the purposes of this example that uh, game devs in the past were artists. They used to have to put out a finished piece in order to make money. Now, let's say fast forward to the year 2020 and these artists get to put out something that fucking sucks on their DeviantArt or their fucking Fur Affinity account or whatever it is. And if it sucks and if it gets criticism, they get to fucking take it down and re-upload it with a minor fix. And they keep doing that over and over. They have the ability to do it now. And they also have the ability to do it to rake in more cash over time
0: no i agree with you um i don't know if there is anything i mean legislation i suppose can work right with with this stuff i know the uk has now not passed the law but they have agreed that they are going to class microtransactions in the uk as gambling and any game moving forward once this law is written up if it has microtransactions in it it has to have an age rating of 18 for you to be able for you to be able to purchase you have to
1: prove that you're 18 or probably 21 in the states if a similar law were passed here to be able to play it uh which is good which will make companies sit down and think all right do, do we want to sell more copies or do we want to sell more microtransactions? And I think that they know that people in our age range, which is uh, younger to later 20s and above, you know, up to mid 30s and over, are, are not in it for the microtransactions. No. They just want to buy the copies and they will buy the copies. So that could potentially shift uh, this whole thing that we're seeing. But as long as games and game developers are allowed to be to put this predatorial kind of product out and this predatorial business strategy, they will do it. So legislation does have to come into play. Otherwise the market will run wild.
0: And you know, I wouldn't have any issue with microtransactions if it wasn't randomized. If they turn around and said to you, like it's $10 for a thousand coins and this is what you can buy, And you can go, well, Mm -hmm. I wanted wanted that set of armor. I'm just going to go and fucking buy the set of armor I want. And there were just multiple varieties of armor and constantly new updates and new armors, maybe even timed. If you don't buy it this week, you can't buy it for another month. Whatever it is that they want to do to try and make it exclusive and fresh, I've no issue with that as long as you know what you're getting. But what is the point of allowing people to just, like when you get your Pokemon cards and you open them and you pull them out, and you go, oh, I've already got these. Like, while that did exist on those things, the, the ease of access, especially again with kids, or idiots, idiots do it as well, where they're just like, I'll buy another, fuck it. I'll buy another one. I finally got what I want, but I've just spent
1: $80 to get it. Of $80 of somebody else's money when the kid who's asking for the money has no concept of the dollar. And a lot of times, the parents are not as uh, initiated as we are. They don't have a concept of what they're giving money towards.
0: No, and, and, and a lot of people go, put the parental controls on the games, put the parental controls on the console. Well, I know my parents, when I was playing fucking the original PlayStation, if it had something that would lock off eight games that were 18, my parents wouldn't have a fucking clue how to make that happen.
1: Right. You know? Or- I remember when I was a kid and I wanted to buy Vice City. <laughs> uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, it used to have a, uh, it had a mature rating on it. So the local game store in the town where I lived, uh, it's no longer there, but the guy was really, he was a very ethical guy. So he would never, like I tried to go buy it myself with pocket money and I couldn't do it. So I asked my mom to do it. Uh, my mom asked me why I was asking her to buy the game for me. And I just said, well, it has it has a rating. Like, I can't buy the game. But there's nothing that bad in it. You know, I fucking I sweet-talked and manipulated my way into getting this thing that I wanted. Yep. So then I got Vice City, and I played it for a while. Then my mom walked in on me as I was stabbing a hooker with a screwdriver, and she decided the game had to go, which was the right fucking move. But at the same time, like, children have the ability to fucking talk to their parents into getting something that they want when the parents don't have a concept of what they're buying for their child. So like if I didn't grow up uh in an age where like these Korean MMOs were popping up, like say, like, you know, gunbound, fucking Maple Story, fucking guns the duel, where I understood what microtransactions were, what gotcha games were, like I would have no idea. I'd I'd be like, Oh, you want fucking forty dollars for something and you're twelve and you can't work yet? Here here's forty dollars. Go run crazy I guess you know what I mean yeah because you think they're just buying a game right
0: I mean that's what happens with exactly. of parents especially with the sports games I mean I think they are some of the worst is that they go and buy the fucking NFL game or the NBA game and then to play online and get a good team of, of players to play online they have to spend money to get those players to make their own mm. basketball team you know and I and I look at that shit and I'm just like so the parent goes I've, I've spent $60 to buy you a game and now you want me to spend more money so you can play mm-hmm. the fucking game online like what They're Like, what is this fucking bullshit and mm-hmm. you know like like your story of your mum like my mum used to just want me to shut the fuck up so okay. I would ask for a game and she would just get me the game she didn't look at the rating didn't give a fuck what it was like it would just be which one is it and she'd just go and get it even if she would see the rating and a few, on a few occasions she's like this has got an 18 on it which is our version of mature right this has mm. got an 18 certificate on it she's like on a video game and I would say to her look on the back and she'd look at it, come on look at it. Go, that's violent that's bad and she'd go, I guess not because of the fucking graphics at the time she like, right. oh, was like you know you look at the original Grand Theft Auto and it's like top down cartoony like she'd look at it and go what the fuck's that you know she just wouldn't give a shit so she would just buy me this stuff without ever even questioning the, the morality behind it
1: yeah companies have this fucking ability to hit the kids that's why you know they'll put the fucking candy by the cash register in a grocery store because it's an impulse buy and they know that when the parent is ringing up their groceries with the kid the kid is gonna look at the uh, the the candy aisle that's right next to the cash register, and they're going to be like, "Mommy, Mommy, can I have this?" Because they know companies know that even if something were illegal to sell directly to children, uh, they could get the children to get their parents to buy it for them.
0: Yeah. And so then, it, we we've seen this in their marketing for games for years, where you're like, "Why is there like a cartoony like character Leisure Suit Larry? Like some, like, you know, right.
1: this is about a fucking yeah.
0: running a brothel the game. You know, it's like."
1: yeah so it goes back to um it goes back to I thought I would have something to follow that up with, and I didn't so it's back to you
0: okay yeah no so, so it, it just goes back to the fact that they, they, they are willing to do anything to make money and they want to be able to just claw their way yeah. at, at kids you know claw their way into a- any profit they can possibly get, even though video games are more profitable now than they ever have been. They still want more. Even though they pay their fucking employees peanuts, they won't let them unionize. They won't, you know, like... The the stuff they do, the banning of fucking people in Hong Kong, Mm -hmm. they're just cut, like, they're just... There's... I'm not some sort of raging fucking lefty commie at all. I I believe that the capitalist system is probably the best system we have currently, and we haven't developed anything that comes close to that in terms of fairness. We haven't, but it needs checks
1: it needs checks and balances
0: serious checks you know like there's so much fuckery with it like and especially in the video games industry where we just see this as gamers we see this time and time again uh where, where games just dick us over and dick us over and dick us over and then on the flip side when it comes to the media they also want to demonize the players rather than telling the companies that the companies are being shit
1: right Well, because the media doesn't have a concept of how shit these companies really are or what their practices are that are really devious, especially when we're talking about being predatory to these young people. All they see is like some kid goes off on a a mass shooting spree, which they will call a mass shooting, even though he like killed three people and injured two others. And the other person was already fucking crippled anyway. So like the bullet didn't do shit to him whatever except make them bleed but they'll just see that and be like uh he played call of duty fucking three years ago uh games are bad for children because they need something to fucking latch on to
0: yeah and it's like when that stuff happens gamers will rile behind these companies and go no don't you fucking dare but the companies are shits as well yeah you know like i'm, I'm yep. pretty you know like um i did a video about ubisoft uh and the st- just the, the, the utter fucking disregard for their, their staff that's been going on there. Like, literal, I remember. Like literal fucking rape. And they cover it up. Yep. You know, like th- this stuff going on. And and now, like, I've heard of YouTubers who have spoken out against Ubisoft that have a big following. And now they're being throttled on YouTube as a result of Ubisoft getting fucking cross and angry about them mm-hmm. daring to speak about the abuse claims at their company, and it's like we can't keep defending this shit. And I, I get it all the time. If I make a meme and the meme aims at a company at, at the way they fucking behave, often I'll have people defend it. Right, and I'm sure you've I'm sure you get that as well. When you will say something about a game and you're just like this thing in this particular game is bullshit and shouldn't have been in it, and you'll you'll have probably 20% of all comments telling you how
1: wrong you are. More. Yeah. More, yeah. They will 100% rally behind this company that has given them nothing but absolute <laughs> unadulterated unfiltered dog shit for more than a decade and they will still fucking defend them because what they We're we ta- we talking brand about brand Scre- loyalty chance no no never we would never be talking about that absolute gemstone of a company no but we (laughs) we uh it it, it happens and it's like all people have that brand loyalty uh whether it is gamers to games or whether it's uh just people who like to buy a certain cell phone over another cell phone or people who buy watches uh let me buy a a rolex or an automar now i couldn't relate to that possibly but I could dream. You know what I mean? Or just yes, like, like what fucking brand of cereal you like? It's it's brand loyalty, which is how a lot of these consoles get off. But to wrap up the last point cuz I know we got a little tangential about it when we were talking about the premise of microtransactions and the actual how ethical it is. Yep. Um and how they're fucking up our games and how On the one hand, we're mad at it as gamers because we used to have these whole complete works that stand to this day like Final Fantasy VII with no microtransactions. And now you have an age where uh, these companies will put out a shit game and then continue to update it and then continue to throw more microtransactions in it to make the game the way it should have fucking been on release or just in playing the game after you already paid $60 for it. I'm sorry, now $70 for it. Yeah. Uh, before paying a single other cent um just to wrap up that whole point especially with how these this microtransaction culture targets children if legislation were to step in it would actually be a win-win for everybody socially except for the companies who are only can com- uh, concerned with their margins and how much money they're making. It yeah, would but this is, this is when they- It save some kids and it would save some parents some money. And at the same time, it would help to save and improve our gaming experience because now any game with a microtransaction in it has to be rated, say, 18. So you can only be 18 to play the game. So the companies are forced to think, do we want to sell more transactions or do we want to sell more uh, fucking- games and copies and the and the developers and the artists behind the scenes like say Yoko Taru who made fucking uh Nier and Nier Automata and Dragon Guard and all that, he's more con- he's not he doesn't give a fuck about a microtransaction. Platinum Games doesn't care as much about a microtransaction as say uh Epic Games. Like they want to put a fucking workout and sell the copies because that's what they sell. Then these other companies like Epic Games well, we're going to have to say, fuck the game and uh, sell what is essentially an avenue for microtransactions, and, and, and then you'll have this, uh, this divergence, you'll have this departure of two different kinds of games, and then us who appreciate video games for the art form and for the platform that they give different voices, the different creative minds who work on these projects and the experiences that they give us, we'll, ha- we'll, we'll be able to go that route, and then, uh, you know fucking Fortnite can go another route
0: yeah and and i think people will be happy with that because the problem is you get this battle royale bullshit um or microtransaction bullshit just being slipped into everything like games that have no need for it crash team racing we've remastered it oh and now we've added a fucking monthly pass where you did they
1: fucking really
0: Yeah, and microtransactions for new tracks and all this shit that like they added all this stuff to a game that they remastered. I've just bought from Activision, which I've which I I actually forgot Activision made the game. I probably wouldn't have got it if I knew it was them because I've kind of put them on my shit list where they've done so much shit over the past year that I don't want to buy their games. But I recently just bought the uh, Tony Hawk's One and Two remaster.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. I'm already seeing stuff in it. Where it's like you're leveling up your profile. And I'm like, w- what benefit does having a profile to a game like Tony Hawk's One and Two? This r- no is
1: real... hysterical considering a lot of skating is derivative of punk culture, which has to do with uh, being against the establishment, yeah. being against the money hor- uh, hungry corporation.
0: So you get like this sort of thing in the corner in the screen, and it's like your level. Not, not your character's level, because you're playing as Tony, right? Or you're playing as one of the other skaters. Mm. It's your level as your PSN number. And that level goes up when you complete challenges in-game. There's also an eight-player multiplayer mode on it, which I haven't dabbled in yet. And what they did with Crash Team Racer, they had that kind of same thing in it, and they had online play, but there was no coins, there was no buying anything, there was no store and then suddenly after all the reviews came in saying how wonderful the remaster was like three weeks went by and then suddenly there it was the fucking store was added and mm-hmm. patched into the game and I'm playing this Tony Hall and I'm looking at stuff and I'm like it's like much like in the original you have to complete a- enough tasks and things to unlock the next level and unlock the next level I can see them adding more levels that need you to level up to unlock which is what this thing does and what they're going to do is allow you to buy shit that's going to help you level up, like double exp points. Right, I can already, yep. I can already see that this game has been geared towards them fucking with it in a couple of weeks' time.
1: Unfortunately, yeah, I can also see that Crash Team Racing was the racing game of my childhood. Uh, I know a lot of people grew up with Mario Kart, and I grew up and I kind of came up. Uh, playing video games with and wanting to buy video games because of my cousins who I spent a lot of time with growing up during the summers of my childhood and we played Crash Team Racing because they had PlayStation and that was a game that is very beloved to me like I would I should have run out and get the remaster I didn't because I don't fucking have time anymore uh, as an adult but it's and to see something like that it's insulting like it really is fucking insulting.
0: Yeah, and I I, I didn't buy it when it first came out because I actually forgot about it. I forgot that it was on release. I for, forgot that it was in the works. And a couple of weeks before that, I bought the Sonic fucking racing thing. Oh yeah, and that was a that was just boring. It was a pile of shit. No, it wasn't too. It wasn't too bad, but it just wasn't. It wasn't as good as Mario Kart. It wasn't as good as Crash Team Racer is. So I kind of went, oh, well, I've, I'm still, I've still got this fucking Sonic that I don't play. Do I need another one? You know?" And I kind of put it off and I'm glad I did because then they released all this bullshit. And I, ju- I just look back at it and go like, why is that necessary for a game like this? Like Nintendo have some shitty business practices and we'll speak about that next. Um, yeah. But what they don't have is microtransactions out the fucking arsehole for Mario Kart
1: they don't I mean they have microtransactions and other aspects like, but they it is it, as far as Mario Kart goes uh, they don't
0: you know you don't suddenly get new characters added and you have to buy them The Mario Kart like if we're talking smash yeah they, they're fucking assholes on smash, with smash and how they treat that game but mario kart they've kind of left as like the mario kart experience you remember as a kid especially the 64 version which is the one i'm i have my most attachment to because i own i owned a, a genesis i didn't have a snes you know back in the day i, I had a mm. genesis so for me I, I'd, I'd have like Road Rash. And that was my racing game where you'd hit people with chains and shit like on the motorbike like, that, yeah. that, that's what I played on off, off, off Street Racer which was like some sort of Street right. Fighter rip-off you know I didn't have Mario Kart but when I got the 64 I used to play the shit out of, that, out of Mario Kart mm-hmm. 64 you know and I thought the game was fantastic and it still manages to hold hold up you know in that same way but yet here we are with Crash Team Racer and they've just fucking just thrown as much bullshit new characters everything all tied behind different editions and like and it just it just feels so it feels so dirty
1: to me it is dirty and if you look at Nintendo's business model it looks a lot cleaner but Nintendo also has the uh, the the comprehension to understand that a lot of their user base a lot of their fan base comes from that brand loyalty being loyal to what the brand was always has been and should always be like if if they suddenly started fucking with mario kart and they suddenly started fucking with zelda and doing a bunch of fuckery that didn't need to be in there a lot of these fans would be like this is not reminiscent of what i grew up with which a lot of Nintendo is both like older heads who grew up having a fucking SNES or an NES or a fucking 64 and and their kids because they're very kind of family when they present themselves as a family oriented company. If that happened, like these guys would be like, dude, I'm going to fucking switch to PC because I can't. I still want to play games, but this is bastardizing my childhood, which is what Nintendo really latches on in terms of selling their 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 brand. Their yeah. content.
0: And, you know, they're not squeaky clean. They rarely put the fucking price of their games down. Dude, like, they're the fucking know, like,
1: Apple of the video game industry. Yeah.
0: You know, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like they, you can't just sit here and just defend them over everything they do. They, they kind of understand that, what their brand loyalty means for the most part. Like they really do understand what that means and what a lot of these titles and characters mean to their fan base like they understand um the what my thing they understand the um the worth of keeping these things intact mm mm-hmm. you know they understand that you can make more money with their platform um by keeping these things exclusive to them and making sure that they are true to the core values that people expect from these games, that that's kept them afloat, even when they looked like they were going to die, when they had the the flop that was the GameCube, the flop that was the Wii U, you know, after the rise of the Wii. They've had these flops and these issues, you know, and people just go, well, these games are shit. Even the 64 was technically a flop in terms of, it just did not ever overtake any of the other consoles on the market at the time.
1: It lost out in terms of generating revenue, they've always had creative solutions to their problems. Yeah. Uh, one, The first, the older uh, variation of it would be the domination of the handheld market, and then later combining the console and the handheld market, with, which is still a fucking genius move. Yep. And a ballsy move at that, but at the same time, you're completely right. And like I said, they are the Apple of the video game industry. They really do not give a fuck. They are bigger assholes than anybody at fucking Ubisoft any fucking dev for a Nintendo it's basically like you you know, you remember you know you know South Park yeah you remember the episode where the Jonas Brothers get their ass beat by fucking Mickey Mouse yeah that's a Nintendo all the time in real life
0: uh, yeah they're fucking you know the, the crunch that goes on at Nintendo the way they the way they work they work their work is to death you know like they fucking work them into to
1: actual death yeah uh, fucking what's his name who came up with Smash Brothers is consistently in the hospital and almost dead because they kept fucking pushing this man and pushing this man and putting their foot up this man's ass to come out with fucking product. He did he did melee. Smash Brothers melee in a year and almost died because of it.
0: Yeah. I mean they they worked their people to death, but one thing that's happened with Nintendo recently and I'll start with Nintendo on mobile devices. They have started really heavily hitting on the microtransaction shit for mobile. Mobile's way worse, anyway. Like you buy, yeah, you you yeah, get is. a game on mobile. Every game is full of this shit. It's even got stuff like where you have like a, a like a life bar, and that life bar determines how many fucking battles you can have. And when it runs out, you have to wait for it to refill, or you can buy mm-hmm. refills and shit. You know, like right. they're, they're they're terrible. But the Mario Kart that they released on the, uh, the World Tour, I think it's called has a season pass, like a monthly streaming pass for like 5 dollars a month and you get X amount of coins and you get X amount of content and you haven't got to worry about your bar dropping down. Like they, they've gone whole hog on mobile Nintendo with that shit. But we're starting now to see this weird stuff creeping into their, their day-to-day games with the release of this new Mario 35-year, uh, which is weird because he, Mario's 39 because he was in Donkey Kong in 1981, but 35 hmm, years right. since the first Super Mario Bros. come out, I guess is how they they use the term, right? They've released this game, and it's on a timed exclusive, meaning if you don't buy it by March 21, you can no longer buy all three of the games together in one package because they... They they're going to release them singularly at a higher price.
1: Okay, but is the timed exclusive still available to everybody? It's just a time thing. It's a timed exclusive to everyone, both
0: digitally and via um, physical copies.
1: Yeah, and, that's and, not quite as bad as what they do with mobile, though. Which, it, like you said, mobile is the avenue for absolutely extorting people of their money. Yeah,
0: and and always has been. And when you but what what I'm getting at with this, like why that is a bit weird, this monthly season pass shit, which Microsoft really did invent with the Xbox yeah. Gold. You know right. when when they did Xbox Gold, and then Sony had the PSN monthly fuckery, and then mm-hmm. Ninten- Nintendo have one as well. Like on the Switch, they've got their monthly thing, but now we're getting them for individual games. Where okay. an individual game wants you to pay a monthly subscription fee. And that is where I see this stuff with people getting angry at microtransactions. Where I see people, you know, legislation coming in. That's what they're going to switch to. Monthly subscriptions for games.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's possible. I didn't even think about that. And you're right. That could 100% happen.
0: And that's what brings me to Nintendo. Because on mobile, they're already doing it. So they've already tested it and it works. People are doing it.
1: But at what point does it, so at what point does it become, because gaming is already an incredibly expensive hobby, especially nowadays, You first of all, the first thing you need is you're going to have to have internet, Yep. not the first thing you need is a console or the first thing you need is a PC. The first thing you need is internet because there are certain features of games that you just cannot access without the internet. You can't beat near Automata without the fucking internet like you, you understand what i'm saying so you already need the internet which is not their problem they assume everybody already has it so let's say already everybody already has internet now you need the console you need the game you need the monthly pass you need to pay the money uh to get the items to win the fucking game you need to keep buying games uh you need to be you need to subscribe to playstation network just to play fucking multiplayer you need to spend all this money at what point does the hobby become too fucking expensive Uh, to the point where it reflects on the actual companies and the developers and they have to scale back how much money they're fucking asking for
0: Um, I think that they just expect brand loyalty to take over and that maybe EA might put out well they already have a monthly subscription service right but maybe EA put one out but then Activision put one out but then Square Enix put one out and what that allows you to do, John, is have access to their back catalog on everything.
1: But it would need to be on everything. It would like, be. So in terms of the PlayStation 5, like we were talking about, there's a lot of games that you're not going to be able to play on PlayStation 5, especially if you're a Square Enix fan, uh, just because they were released on PlayStation 1, 2, or 3, and there's no port for them on the PlayStation 5 or the PlayStation 4. So, so they, it, they, that they it, the only a, way for that to work is if they release it.
0: They release an app on the, the PlayStation 5. And it works the way Netflix fucking does, whether you're on the Xbox or on anything. That right. allows you to stream from them the games you love that they've made. So
1: another, another cloud, another library where you don't actually get to own yeah. anything. You just get to pay every month for the privilege of accessing shit you've already paid for. Yes,
0: yeah. And because the brand loyalty kicks in, and John, I'm not saying you and I are suckers, but if they turn around and said that on the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox X series, every game they've ever made, Chrono Trigger, all this shit is on there. Even games we haven't played from them, games that never got released. Listen, we're going to translate and we're going to throw them on there. I'm not saying I would jump to it, but I'd be fucking tempted to, Right.
1: It's tempting, but it like, depends five, on five, how five, nine, fucking...
0: five ninety nine a month, that's, that's it. And you get the entire back catalogue. And any new games that come out, you get them a week early.
1: But you still have to pay for them. Well, you
0: still have to pay for them, but you get a discount for being a member. And, you know, and because EA are already doing this. EA have been doing this for a few years with their thing on the Xbox, which was exclusive to Xbox. This EA Now, or whatever it was called, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they've just changed the name of it. So I'm, that's why I can't remember the fucking name because they'd recently changed it. EA Access right. is what it used to be called, but they've just changed the name of it. And right. what it would let you do is you would, if you were an EA Access member, you got a 20% discount on any new games and you got it a week early from release.
1: Here's the thing that um, boggles my mind about this. Like streaming services are currently going through this because there's already Netflix... Hulu, and then Amazon Prime Video, which Amazon Prime Video, I hate with a fucking passion for the exact reasons we're talking about now. But you also have Disney Plus, uh, you also have everything else that's popping up, anybody who owns any number of intellectual properties. HBO, yeah. HBO, yeah, perfect example. So there's a ton popping up, it's gonna get to the point where there's 10, then there's 20, then there's fucking 30, because everybody wants to stake a claim to their intellectual property and compete in the current market, which is charging people per month access to that intellectual property so at what point does it become there are too many streaming services there are too many uh so to relate it to what you're talking about with games like square enix comes out with a fucking pay monthly subscription to the square enix service and then the ubisoft service and then the ea game service at what point does it become that there's an overinflation inflation of these paid services per month and they just start coagulating again because it's it, the, the market can't handle that. It's too much money spent in uh, any two, three, four, five, ten directions. So it doesn't even make sense. I mean, like they're going to have to coalesce again at some point and become what they are now. Well, what I think, like I,
0: what I think might happen is they will just sell you their streaming service and it will include new games for free.
1: Yeah, but you at know, the same that, time, then how many streaming services can you be? Uh, how many streaming services can you have on your card at one time just based on what you make? Now, if you are doing well in life, nobody's judging you. And you if you can pay for it and you want to pay for 50 different ones, go ahead and pay for 50 different ones. But, but at but some part, this point, is, the market's going to understand that it's not even feasible for all of these to exist simultaneously. And if what you're saying will come to pass does come to pass, it will soonly, surely collapse.
0: Well, maybe, right? But then like I said, brand loyalty comes into play. People that want to play sports games from EA are probably not subscribing to Square Enix.
1: You're right. And so here's here's where the brand loyalty thing falls apart because a lot of brand loyalty for say PlayStation is divided up amongst different owners of intellectual properties and different game developers. Yep. So at a certain point, uh, the brand loyalty becomes so spread out between Square Enix and these guys make that, and Platinum makes that, and these it becomes like you know what I'm going to fucking invest in a in a PC, in a personal computer, and I'm going to just buy the ports.
0: Yeah, but then on the PC you've got Epic doing it, and you've got Steam doing it, and you're probably going to end up with the same shit there too.
1: Yeah, but you have so Epic, Steam has at least a very large catalog of games. Uh, And it also has uh, a lot of mod accessibility. There's a lot that you can do with Steam. Epic is more personal to what they're fucking putting out. And I really don't like the Steam... Inter, uh, not see, uh, epic. I don't like the epic interface and stuff like that. But at the same time, like you can't. Not everybody can fucking do it. It's going to collapse in on itself. Oh, it wouldn't make sense. I,
0: I fully agree with you, right? But then I start thinking about the boom of cable, right? and then all these premium fucking channels, and they all managed six hundred fucking premium channels that weren't part of a package were still able to exist and pay-per-view was
1: able to exist. And while, yeah, but inevitably they became part of a package.
0: They yeah, that's it. Well, and then they moved everything into streaming instead As is the, the other mm. thing they started fucking doing. So eventually, eventually. yeah, it's going to collapse. But by that time, we're going to have some other fucking bullshit on our hands to deal with. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's we're constantly <laughs> caught between a rock and a hard place.
0: I mean, you uh, you, you think about cable... And you think about when you used to have to, well, I mean, you still can with cable buy HBO as its own package and all these different things. But you think about just how many pay per views there were in the, in the fucking late 90s and early 2000s.
1: Like, still are when it comes to sporting events. Yeah.
0: But like back then, there were fucking thousands of them. There were so many of these things. Now they still exist but they're not like in Tyson's era of boxing where every time he fought, everyone wanted right. the pay-per-view. You know, we don't have that level of like maybe superstars in that era that we have now. Um, we we don't have the same kind of superstars, but there's always going to be a way. There's always going to be a way that they're going to figure out some fucking thing that they can do here. Maybe they go in a partnership, maybe square Enix jump in with Netflix. And it's like, an extra fucking instead of five ninety nine a month for Netflix is ten ninety nine for Netflix and this, you know, because they fucking start building a connection together and they start, you know, trading off because you know, and the reason I mentioned Netflix and Square Enix is because Square Enix, Square Enix are already working with Netflix on their properties being made into TV shows.
1: Hmm. In terms of you are talking about Final Fantasy fourteen, yeah, because now the issue with that that arises is uh, Square Enix is also working with Disney. To create that uh, fucking Kingdom Hearts series, the Disney Plus streaming service. And how did your hat
0: taste um, when when that actually came out to be true, John? Uh,
1: it didn't really taste too good. It tasted no. like medicine. <laughs> you know how medicine ta- has that kind of chalky yeah. yeah. taste, slithers down your throat. It tasted like that, but it was the it long Cooper hard dick the of me medicine? being wrong. Is it that? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not good medicine, but it, it you know it, it it fucking happened and it, uh, uh I was wrong but at the same time like so going back to your example like so how does a company where like Disney Plus and Netflix are competing in terms of streaming like they they are competitors by nature even if it's not like a bl- brand loyalty thing where it's like oh i watch netflix so i won't won't watch disney plus it's more like a out-of-pocket thing i only have the money to pay for one after i'm done paying all these microtransactions in this fucking video game which one am i buying so they're competitors so how does square enix swing that
0: um i, I think with them it is literally because listen we run a square enix group like there's a niche that every member of the group is probably likely to sign up and get a Square and streaming service. And where it's, when I use the analogy of like um, pay-per-view or HBO, if you were to do the analogy of like a sports channel versus a movie channel. Now, sports fans are always going to go for the sports channel, but people that don't watch sports are likely to spend their money elsewhere and i think that's how it works with these things going forward rpg fans might get squares one they might get Atlas's one if konami do one and it's got all silent hill and sukadan and all these old games on it they might get one you know, metal gear they might jump on that but it's going to be very much like tailored to your taste much like game sales are already what it does in terms of damage like real damage is not only to your pocket because if you end up with rather than buying games, oh, you know, you might buy one game a month and maybe even less than that. I I know I buy less than that, less than one game a month a year. I might buy like five games a year maximum if I really want them. Some years I might buy two because there's nothing coming out that I actually want. But that $40 or $60 that they've made from me buying one game and two games, they're now making $10 a month guaranteed from me. Like it's a guaranteed thing they're making regardless of whether I fucking play their new game or not because I want access to their library and access to all their new games. Now, if I'm doing that with three or four companies, I end up spending more than I am now on video games without really realizing it. But the the damage it does outside of on your pocket is why do I care if I have a fucking PlayStation 5, an Xbox, or a PC, if there is a multi-platform service like Netflix for video games that I can play on anything? So why do I care about what I play it on if I can play it on anything at any given time and I stream it so I don't even need a fucking graphics card to do so?
1: Well, you would need... um, Those games would need to be cross-platform. So deals would have to be broken for exclusives for specific consoles Yeah, in order to make that thing a reality, to make that damage possible. The other damage I see happening is why wouldn't that abandon consoles entirely? Now everything is streaming, and if everything has a PC port, you could just, again, and I'm not a PC master race guy, I'm really not, but the, the current state of consoles puts me in that position where, you know, my buddy calls me up earlier today, starts telling me about this fucking insane new architecture for graphics cards that's gonna be fucking released to actually buy, you could buy these new cards. Uh, on like the seventeenth of September, that puts twelve and fifteen hundred dollar cards to shame, and it's five hundred dollars. So why invest five, likely five hundred, if not more, on the PS Five, and then f- another f- uh, four fifty or five hundred on the Xbox, fucking X Series or whatever, and the fucking Nintendo when we could just get a fucking computer and then stream the games through that. I mean, the only thing that is
0: stopping people do that is exclusives, right? That Currently, that's the only, that's the so only then reason. the only
1: you need to have a... Currently, but then if this uh, streaming service reality comes to pass, which it very well could, at least for a couple of companies, like EA, for example, that does have the... There are a lot of people who buy the new PlayStation or new Xbox just to play fucking 2K. Yep just to play fifa there's a there's a a percentage of the fucking market share that goes to just those people so excluding them and talking about people who just want to get nitpicky nitpicky and want to play like say rpgs square enix atlas this and that and the other thing uh what at what point does it uh become more cost effective to just say fuck the console and 'Cause you're gonna have to keep buying the new console and you gotta keep paying for the streaming service. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: I think I think when streaming graphically is limitless despite you playing on a shitty laptop or you playing on a high powered PC, which will come cause it's it has to come. You know, we we've seen this already with some stuff. Um when we get to a point where that seems seamless and limitless and lag and all these issues are kind of a thing of the past, which 5G very well could be the answer to, um, there's no reason to get a console ever again. I mean, and there's no reason to ever start souping up a PC ever again at this point. You know, if, my, if Microsoft um, already with the Game Pass, the games that used to be Xbox exclusives are now Microsoft exclusives. So if you have a PC, you can play them on your PC via the Game Pass. You know, they're they're already moving into that. But the thing with streaming, and it's something that PlayStation Now did very early on, um, and not, well, it did well enough, but like, you know, technology isn't quite there, is if I could have a PlayStation Now um, subscription, and I want to play Dark Cloud 1 from the PlayStation 2, I don't have to download dark cloud, I don't even need the PlayStation to really process the game because I stream it from Sony's end straight through my system onto my screen and I'm playing it via them. If Microsoft or whoever it is suddenly builds a city, the si- a, a, a fucking um, a hardware um, mainframe the size of a city in the middle of the fucking desert that has people that just make sure the thing's up and runs, they can now power every PC on the planet with the highest graphics possible without you needing a good graphics card to run it because you're streaming it. You're not, actually using your con- you're not actually using your PC to process and run uh, the graphical fidelity. You're using theirs
1: to do it to you. Yeah, but you would still need your hardware that it is being received on to be able to process what they're outputting. Well, no, because if you look at things like
0: Google Stadia, for example, um, which was a flop, you you didn't. The Stadia didn't have a lot of power to it. It just streamed to you from someone else's to server, what?
1: and to a computer,
0: uh, to to a screen. You could just plug the Stadia into. Mm-hmm. It was like a little box that went into a screen, and all you had was a controller, and it would just come up on your TV screen.
1: So then, at least the. Uh in that example the internet connection would have to be vastly sufficient to support that yeah so the internet
0: connection is the only thing currently stopping us because our internet is not even if you live in an area with really good internet is not good enough for that for like you take a game as good looking as you know um what's what's been a really beautiful ghost of Tsushima streaming that is going to be a slog on any device because the because of the internet but then you know if 5g is everything they. Say it is, that will be a thing of the past too.
1: I mean, 5G, from what I've heard, is fucking amazing, but they're only currently using it for, um, like, massive events. Yeah. Like, they're not using it for a household, for a consumer market. They're using it for, say, sports stadiums. Yeah. And things of that nature.
0: Currently. But, you know, much like with everything, they test it out everywhere. And eventually... It's going to be a mass consumption um, device, right? You know, five G is going to be right. ma- eventually. It's going to be mass conv- consumption, and that could be two years. It could be six months. We we don't know.
1: Right. It could also be. It could also I- be
0: turning the frogs gay.
1: I'm not sure yet. So, well, it probably is because I've seen a lot of frogs humping each other, which is weird because I didn't see any frogs two weeks ago, and now there's a bunch of them. They're all male and they're fucking. They got a cock and balls so- and everything. Yeah, and they're torturing them. It's the strangest thing. Because you
0: know, you know, when frogs fuck, they like cling on to each other for like a
1: week. Well, because they're codependent and they need to stop that. Yeah. it's something they need to work on, and they haven't. Yeah, uh, probably because of all this five G poisoning them. Yeah, it's just
0: ter- it's animal Gay poor um, frog from Chrono Triggers just out here on Grinder every day looking for a piece of ass,
1: and he can't stop. He just can't it stop. It's the <laughs> saddest thing. He, he, it's why I took him out of my party. He's an addict. You swapped him for Robo. You had to, like, you're out. Like, well, that's the other thing is, like, nobody wants to admit it, but Robo was the biggest bundle of digital sticks this side of the uh, Mason Dixon line, and Frog somehow beat him. Frog somehow beat him. Yeah. Even with Ayla in the party. How? How? How do you. With Ayla in the party, like, you should just be constantly beating your meat to that, but no, you are. uh, fucking feliciating yourself with your own frog dick, which could stretch to inhuman proportions. Is he bigger than his sword? Uh, it's it, it could yeah. It actually yeah, it is. If you look at the game, he can stretch his fucking tongue out and grab enemies and bring them in and then slash them with his sword. He doesn't stretch his sword out and just hit somebody. So so he his to- reels so he's, in with it, his tongue. So his
0: dick is like his tongue.
1: Yeah, exactly. Fuck. Well, well. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I haven't seen him reel in anybody with his dick.
0: I mean, that, that, that's problem. what he does on grinder. But I think that's just with pictures of him. I don't <laughs> like it, it, it's not a literal. It's not a literal reeling in. It's just like look at this big green schlong, and they're like, "I'll be round in fifteen minutes."
1: You know, right? And that's why he needs five G so he can reel more people in with pictures of his frog day
0: yeah that, that's exactly what he yeah. needs so yeah with 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 frog fuckery 5g fuckery and like it, it's making us have covid or some some shit um mm-hmm. like do you think moving forward the industry is in a good place
1: uh no i think it's in a very chaotic place where I don't think anybody's sure where it's going to go. I know the consumers have no idea which direction this thing's going to go in, but the uh, the actual developers, the people who work so hard to put these games out for us, uh, the smaller companies that they work for have no idea what's going on. And then the larger conglomerations that incorporate all of these companies and give them a platform to express themselves on have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Uh, this is not a good time at all, especially with you know after like you said dealing with a global pandemic. And then also, uh, just the unpredictable direction of the the increasing like viability of technology in every direction. Uh, fucking business models are changing. Yeah, like we're talking about microtransactions. We're talking about streaming. When, of course, twenty years ago it was you bought a disc and you played the game. Anything can fucking happen.
0: Yeah, and like one one thing with technology that's happened with with especially with uh, streaming and Disney have been kind of at the forefront of this the movies they had scheduled out this year they've allowed you to buy and rent off of Disney Plus
1: you know what that's crazy because I heard uh, things about them Disney specifically actually having a hand in dictating laws regarding cinema and movie theaters of course yeah surrounding the releases of their movies and now they're kind of of course as any company would in the interest of making money and not having any kind of loyalty to any entity other than themselves they're spitting in the face of that and saying well you can you don't have to go to the theater just buy it on our street yeah I mean, service.
0: they held off the Marvel movies right so they, they, they had black widow coming out they, they pushed that back. Uh, New Mut- mutants just came out actually at the cinema, and they pushed that back all year because of COVID. But Mulan just dropped on Disney Plus to rent right now.
1: And that's supposed to. When is that supposed to come out? A couple months. Um, or it, something? it was meant
0: to be out. You know, maybe a month ago in the cinema, and now it's out on Disney Plus to rent and buy now.
1: And it's another example of using the uh, pandemic situation to uh to a business edge like using the pandemic as a testing grounds for how you can roll stuff out differently without having to pay all these pesky fees to different like say cinemas if you're talking about a movie or uh things of that i I mean i'm shocked disney haven't tested it with one of
0: the marvel ones like they do have this black widow film it's finished it's complete it was meant to be out maybe two months ago it's been pushed back and pushed back I'm shocked that they didn't just go let's see how much how much money we make from home streaming,
1: you know? I'm not so shocked because I think there's a lot there's a lot of money to be lost on both sides of that equation. Uh, and it's that would be a big enough ripple for the for the say the cinema providers that Disney are partnered with to say, What the fuck are you doing? And then create an extra problem be easier to just say, like, here's one Disney classic, look, we've already aired, like, Lion King and Aladdin uh, live action remakes in theaters, we'll just we'll just roll out Mulan, but uh, you guys who run the theaters, you still get all the Marvel movies, don't worry, and that's what people are turning out in droves to see.
0: But, you know, if this goes on as it is for another six months, a lot of these movie theaters are just going to close. So when we get to a point where a lot of them close, and that money that we used to see rolling in from it comes in, Disney have already tested the water with this Mulan one. You know, they've mm. they've, they've already gone, does it work? Sony have done it via the PlayStation Store. There's been a few movies that Sony have released that have just come out rather than and at the cinema straight on the store. Universal, I think, did it through just like Amazon or someone where you could just fucking buy the movie or rent the movie and they were charging a lot for it they're like charging like $25 to watch the movie For you've got 48 hours to watch it um, and you you just rent it but then when you look at cinema prices it, it works out cheaper if you go as two of you you know like it, they, they've definitely tested the water with it They've and to me I mean that doesn't this doesn't bother me because I think cinemas have been taking the piss for a long time um, but it bothers me in the fact that it's just more money directly to someone like, like a company like Disney. So with this, uh, you know, Disney and the way streaming's going, John, I feel like we're not trying to be negative here. We're not trying to be negative about the industry moving forward. Is there anything positive, you know, going on uh, in your life or, or with things you're doing and stuff that we can kind of like, not quickly, like, let's just fucking change the subject. But I feel like the industry is treading in a dangerous or like kind of shitty direction but on a personal note like we're kind of we're kind of doing shit right
1: i mean you and i together are doing a bunch of stuff uh you've had a lot of success with this podcast which is a very good podcast and it deserves all of the success that it gets uh my youtube channel uh it was started recently so it's not doing like the best with my army my absolute fucking uh Dedicated platoon of 53 subscribers, but uh, we're getting there and I have some videos getting some traction, but us together uh, doing the square posting group on Facebook, which we talk about every single time we get together because that's how we get together and that's how we know each other. uh, And that's why we talk uh, is just about to reach 10,000 members. So by the time this podcast go up, uh, it might even be at 10,000. So that's a really big thing for us. And do you want to? I know we did one before we started the podcast, but you want to do another shot while we're on air now since we're wrapping yeah,
0: we're, up? we're doing one now. I've got a drink right to 10, here. To so. 10,000, and
1: anybody at home can feel free to play along. We won't stop you. Trust us. So, yeah, it's a, it's a 10K. 10K. Let's do it. Hmm. We were talking I hit the about. Spot. Before uh, before we actually started rolling, we were talking about like the origins of wherever you guys are in the world, Uh, in America and in the UK and Guernsey. Apparently, they also do the thing where if uh, if people are going to take a shot together or a drink of alcohol simultaneously, they'll clink glasses. And then after they separate glasses, they'll touch the bottom of the glass to the table and then put bottoms up and take the shot. And we're talking about like the origins of that.
0: Yeah, and like with with the with the touching the the tabletop, I, I genuinely think that has to do with touch wood. You know, the kind of like
1: superstition f-
0: f- superstition of luck, touch and wood type thing. Like, don't let anything bad happen. Touch wood. I want. I, I, I could be wrong, but like off the top of my mind, it's the first thing that came to me that that's why you do a shot, you slam, and then you do your shot. You slam, and then you do the shot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was. Um... I really thought it was a thing to just to indicate, to make sure that everybody's bottoms are touching the table and then they go up. Like we all start from the same position, like a a camaraderie kind of thing. I don't know why I thought that, but your suggestion was way better than mine.
0: Uh, It's only because um, the reason you clink has like this deep rooted reason for it. So Maybe I'm overthinking things and I'm going, oh, well, the reason you clink is because if you poison someone's drink and you both smash your glasses together, the poison goes in both glasses. You cannot fucking kill each other. And that's why back in the Viking era, they would used to do that. What is the reason for touching it back on the wood? Like, is there like a deep meaning to it or is it because we do tequila slammers and everyone's fucking heard of them? So we just slam (laughs) everything, you know, like it, it could just be as simple as that.
1: I mean, it it, it could be, but like we were talking about, um, how there are things, traditions that we have in popular culture, even now that have carried through for hundreds, if not thousands of years, dude, religion has carried through for thousands of years, some for 5,000 by their own count.
0: Yeah, and like even even things like random phrases, you know, they're like random phrases that people say. And when you think about it, you're like, what does that actually mean? Cat got your tongue. We're like, what, what, like, right. where's that come from? And there's like reason, there's literal reasons for it. Or uh, chewing the fat.
1: Yeah, there's you like know? a oh, we're just story. Go chew the fat. There's a story like, where a cat demon actually took somebody's tongue because <laughs> they, fu- they couldn't think of what to say on time because they were doing a podcast about Square Enix bullshit. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, and
0: they're like, oh yeah. fuck, well you know, this cat demon. It was it was a sexy cat girl. Obviously. Right. Um, obviously. One of the Final Fantasy fourteen things that they're in there.
1: It could have been a Viera. It could have been a Vieira. Let's not ostracize that group.
0: No, they you know, they they got big asses, so why would we ostracize them? Yeah. I you mean know, that would be counterintuitive. But chewing the fat, I know where that comes from. They used to like hang fucking meat on the ceiling. Yeah. And you would invite people around to look at your meat. Like, look at how rich you are.
1: And <laughs> J- they would all take a slice In, and in chew it. In a butcher shop or, like, just in no, your house? No,
0: in, like in, like, your fucking house, right? So people would all come around and they'd take a slice of, like, bacon or something hanging off the ceiling. Yeah. And they'd all sit there talking to each other, eating it. And they was chewing the fat. Come and chew the fat. Like,
1: that's where it comes from. Right. So you invite a whole bunch of people to come over to your house and look at your meat. And they all take a taste.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, and you still do that now, especially if you are someone who likes to watch a lot of pornography on Black dot com.
1: Right, of course.
0: Well, you're what? going to their house though. Right? That's how that one works.
1: Yeah, because you don't have a subscription to the channel. The sub is expensive, as yeah. we talked about already with uh, things like Disney, which is really in the same box as Black dot com. But who's counting?
0: Yeah, I mean, that, it must be hard for these guys. Cause, like, do they Oh, choose- it's hard do they do they choose a a switch subscription or blacked
1: ooh that's a good one because those one.
0: two are definitely those two definitely cross over
1: yeah, I mean it's hard to watch black dot com unless you're watching on your switch it really is
0: they probably do that because there's nothing like pausing Mario and then <laughs> going and watching
1: watching that. <laughs> It was like, all right, I just beat Rainbow Road on Mario Kart and fucking port to the Switch. Let's go and see uh, how many dicks this fucking tiny white girl can take.
0: So, pornography is brilliant. Um, Square Posting is brilliant, too. So, if you haven't joined up, help us get to 10K because we've just done a shot for it.
1: And we don't charge you anything.
0: We don't. Not yet.
1: Not yet. There will never be, well, as of right now, <laughs> yeah. there will well, not well, be a subscription yeah. fee to the service of Square Posting. Uh, I have but, seen that though. Yeah, have you, you seen that on groups? Um, I haven't. Oh, ah, so I've
0: se- I'm I'm in a group that I've been in for a while, and I, I'm only in it so I can fucking share memes to it. But recently, it was a Dragon Ball group. Recently, when you go on there, because they got like a couple of thousand, hundred thousand fucking members, it says, "Here's this PayPal address to get in the group. Send me a dollar."
1: uh okay. Yeah, but that's not like a subscription fee that's um, that's built into the Facebook infrastructure. That's like a, a fucking asshole that's like, send me a dollar, I'll let you in the group. That's a lone psychopath acting of his own accord. It is, but I, w- I wonder how many hits that gets. That's a good question. What kind of group is it?
0: It's like Dragon Ball bullshit.
1: Oh, just Dragon Ball Z? Yeah,
0: just Dragon Ball bullshit.
1: I really wonder how many people gave this man a dollar for somebody else's work.
0: Yeah, just to talk about fucking Dragon Ball, because the group's large. But the group's so large that, like, you're never, ever going to get heard. So... How big is it? It's like 200,000 people. Really? God But if damn. he got if he got a dollar from even half of them...
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be doing laughing, really man. well. And yeah. the funny... Like, the biggest uh, organic posting groups I've seen have been... I think the biggest was, like, over 100,000... And then bigger ones that we know and are in league with go from 30000 to 70000 Yeah. All right. So maybe when, we need to start charging year, people. We're not even
0: a year old and we're at 10. So I think we're doing something right.
1: Yeah. I think we've done a lot of things right. First thing was not asking people for a dollar at the door and they thought, oh, this is where homeless people reside. Let us take our business elsewhere. And the other I mean, thing we did with, right-
0: Even with 10K, if all 10K people gave us a dollar, we got to share it between like six of us. So it's, not, it's, which, not, it's not worth it.
1: Which we would do, and it's absolutely not worth it at all. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, we did do a number of things, right? And uh, we also did our best to uh, facilitate an environment where people could put out really funny and genuine content that uh, they yeah. thought other people would enjoy. So anybody who has ever been a part of the square posting community on Facebook, uh, thank you. And thanks if you are one of Sam's over 5,000 usual listeners, thank you for listening to his podcast. And shit, man, I don't even know what else to say.
0: I think, I think, I think you, 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 you hit the nail on the head. It's always nice to say thank you to people. Um, I found myself doing it a lot more recently i don't know if i've had like a change of heart but i've started recently really seeing people especially with this guy sick on the page people that comment and like every single topic or everything i do or people that do comment about the podcast when i see it i'm like i should really say like i should i should i should make sure i'm interacting with these people because um without them what i do is kind of pointless you know like there's no reason having a yeah. podcast if no one listens. What you so do is do
1: you're, you talk for a living. So not having a dialogue with people really doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. So I've, I've been making a point of like just trying to like um, say hello to people and, and even just replying to shit like, you know, I'll make a statement. Someone will make a joke. Like <clears throat> even if it's just leaving a fucking laugh react, they've made a joke. Like, you know, I, I just make a point of that.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good strategy. Uh, Just for being a good host, which you are incredibly, uh, incredibly gracious host Um, and have given people like me the opportunity to speak their mind. What little is left of it. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. Anybody who has ever checked out the Square Posting Group on uh, Facebook. Again, thank you. And uh, hopefully you will be a part of us reaching 10,000 members shortly.
0: And 20,000.
1: And 20,000 and 30,000 and uh, the list of numbers goes on.
0: Anyway, peace. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's been great as, as always. John, um, I really enjoyed doing these episodes with you. I said like two weeks ago when we did one, we need to do more. I said this off air. We've done more. We've got a Cowboy Bebop one that we're going to do in a couple of weeks time. So you're always welcome to come on here. And um, it's always great having you on.
1: All right, man. Thanks for having me.